Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes, your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making and their practical strategies you can implement today. Changing up this episode, it's a sassle sound off. Call it a rant, call it constructive criticism, we're just clearing the air. This month's sound off is about why the heck you aren't on TikTok. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to the shit show. Sound off number five of the wedding sassholes. A special welcome to today's sound off guest host, Megan Culkin, the owner of Magnolia Collective. Welcome, Megan. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for you to be here. I'm also excited about this topic because I am an active TikTok creator on a personal account and business, but Shannon is the chicken shit of the group. So I'm excited to dive into this today. Yeah, because usually when it comes to most things in business, I've accomplished them before Vanessa's even gotten close to it. So I am definitely the loser out of the three of us. I am the loser. So Megan, how did you get started on TikTok? How did it all start? Okay, so I started on TikTok as one of those lurkers, you know, at the beginning of COVID, but a little bit before COVID, just like watching everybody. And it was very much in that season where 90% of it was teenagers dancing, right? Okay. Um, But I have a degree in marketing and communications. So I was kind of looking at it as like a puzzle of there were not wedding professionals that were showing up. And I was like, there, but there should be, right? So um, when I really started was when couples started spiraling a little bit about all of the cancellations of and reschedules for weddings because they were getting on TikTok and just kind of like talking shit to each other and being like, my venue sucks or my wedding planner sucks or my caterer doesn't want to give me money back. My wedding's 10 days from now. Um, and so I really just kind of started to try and intercept that and be like, hey, so here's just an idea for maybe why that's happening. And then bringing them kind of back to my profile to be like, if you want to learn more, like, here's somebody who maybe actually knows what they're talking about. Um, And it just kind of like spiraled from there, because I was sitting on my couch, like so many people. So it wasn't like I could show a lot of weddings every weekend. Mm-hmm. I think at that's least really, you're putting out something. Yeah, I think it's also interesting a lot to to listen to sometimes our customers adopt new platforms to use them for their wedding planning process in a way that you know we would never have thought that they would have used that platform and I think it was an easy place for them to be able to be heard by other people who were walking the same path and you're right the professionals were not, I mean we were all barely just trying to stay alive like forget about worrying about you know, Susie Q in Kansas is pissed off. I could care less. Like we're just trying to try and keep the world afloat over here. Totally. Well, and one of the things that was really easy and I guess different for me in that almost like inevitable mindset was, you know, before TikTok, I would feel like I couldn't be on video unless I was wearing makeup or dressed up or whatever. But like I was in pajamas and... I'm like, I'm not going to get dressed to tell you that you're being stupid. You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm just going to still be sitting on my couch or maybe I'm at my desk and I'm just going to like kind of talk to you, but I'm just showing up 
and giving you the information that you need and like take it or leave it kind of thing. Um, and then it just kind of grew from there, but it, it helped me to realize that people didn't really care if I was wearing makeup or not, or they didn't care if I was dressed up or not. They just wanted that answer to that question. So it changed now. Yeah. We talk all the time about like helping the client themselves, like with education. So that seems like an educational standpoint that they don't know. And they're just ranting and raving because they just don't know. Yep. So I think that that's probably what grew you a lot of traction was you were actually answering all of their questions and rants. Totally. Well, well, and that's when it comes to like all of that stuff on getting on video and pieces and parts like that. I agree that, you know, it can be a little unnerving the first few times you do it. But once you start to see the reaction is positive and you only get better, it's like public speaking. You're not going to be good at it the first time. Like you only get better at all this stuff the more you practice. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, and the other thing that I found that was really helpful for me is, you know, I'm a, I'm a planner. So much of my job is stuff that the couple doesn't see, right? Like folding napkins, it's going through timelines, it's putting place card stickers for their meal indicators on there, right? Like, and that's not on my website. You know, they don't see that. And all they know is like, my venue told me I need a day of coordinator. So I'm going to be able to handle all the rest of this all on my own. Right. So if I'm on my couch, putting together place cards for three hours, you know, and I put up a five second video of it, it makes them on some level be like, oh, shit, who's going to do that for me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, not your day of coordinator. Like, it's all good. But and, and so it helped to kind of show a little bit of, of our job too and make people understand why you charge what you charge or, you know, like why you don't answer their email 30 seconds after they send it. Oh, we, we <laughs> that's, its, that's its own fucking sound off episode. That's a very sore subject for Just me. Email replies in general. So why do you think so many wedding pros are hesitant to even get started? Why, why do you think they're like, I, I can't take that. Why are they so terrified of it? Why are they such chicken shits? <laughs> I think on some level, and I mean, you, I get it on some level. It's like that top of the roller coaster of like, I don't want to learn how to do something else. And I don't want to, if you're showing up at, on Instagram and on Pinterest as this perfectly curated brand, that shit's exhausting, right? Like, so you don't have the, time or or want to do it all over again and grow a separate following yeah but tiktok doesn't have to be that you know i mean like i share videos from a wedding day or um you know but they're behind the scenes a lot of the time you know a lot of the stuff that has the biggest traction for us is like oh the groomsman just ripped his pants and i pulled this you know seam gun out of my emergency kit and now I'm gonna save the day and fix his pants before he goes into the reception you know like stuff like that that it's just like normal for us to do and it's not beautiful and perfect it's just like this is our life this is what we do and then they're like oh okay like people love to see shit go wrong yeah love to see it well, don't you think though it's a safe space? I feel like I feel like TikTok is a safe space for you to be able to not be more so curated and to be able to show 
like the value of hiring a professional, like that shit does hit the fan, like the best wedding planners. No one knows why they're the best wedding planners because they'll never let the client know the 47 problems they solved before it ever got to the client or like, you know, but shit's going to happen sometimes. But I agree. I, I think it all just comes down to it being one more thing and no one's really created the, and I'm I'm going to tell you why my chicken shit ass has not made a video yet. So we can, oh my God, if you could see Vanessa's face right now, guys, <laughs> eh, such a bitch. I'm just kidding. Love you. I love you. Um, I was just smirking. That's all I was. Yeah. Doing. Yeah. So here's the thing. I think that I need like the idiot proof how to, I think that when you're really busy, I need somebody to give me like the most basic video or like what three accounts should I follow? That's just going to show me how to make the yep. videos. And I don't, I have no problem. I'm not, I'm not afraid to get on camera. I could care less. I'll talk about whatever. It's the learning a new thing that becomes I'm not sure my brain can even handle it. Like I just need it to be so basic. Somebody in terms of the way they teach it to me that I think then I'm more likely to do it. No, I, I totally get that. I mean, you know, spoiler alert, I teach wedding pros how to do TikTok. Oh, (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Um, but I think that it is also overwhelming for people. Like, um, I'm really good friends I've been friends with uh Joe Bunn for years who's like a big DJ he does DJ education all this stuff and Joe got on TikTok and he got really popular on TikTok really fast but it was not other DJs who were following him necessarily he was doing like this day in music and it was like a piece of music trivia and he grew like 30,000 followers or something like that like really fast but then it just sat there. And like, if you know, Joe, Joe does not sit still. And so he was like texting me like every three days, like, what is going on? I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. And it was like, it's, you're appealing to, you appeal to a new audience, but you also kind of want, like, once you hook somebody in, you want to be able to show variety, you know, so that more than just like those, 30,000 people are tuning in, you know, like your, your net is cast. So like, for example, in my world, I started only talking to brides and I was only saying like, this is your problem. This is what you need to be doing, or this is what your vendor is saying this and whatever. But then when we started doing weddings again, I was like, well, I'm not just going to sit my ass on my couch every day and talk to you. I got shit to do. Yeah, I'm going to show you stuff, but I'm not going to like chalk out three hours a day to film content. Like, no, I'm I'm going to take a video of what I'm doing and then make that a TikTok. So if I'm going on a venue tour uh, for a walkthrough, I'm going to take a video and then do a voiceover and boom, I, I made a TikTok today. You know what I mean? Like, so it was just yeah. kind of taking my camera with me on my job instead of being like, now's the time that I have to set up my ring light and I have to do all of this stuff. It's just like, you're a florist on Tuesday. Do your flowers come in? You've got to process those flowers. What does that look like? They don't understand why you can't change orders to your florals after a certain point. They don't understand. Right. Can't, you know, like you're a cake decorator. They don't understand why fondant is more expensive than buttercream and why 
it's an upcharge to airbrush things and why, you know, like, so if you show them that stuff, then they're like, oh, wow, that's really hard. I couldn't do that. You're like, yeah, no shit. You couldn't do that. Pay me money. That's why, that's why you hire us, the professionals. Thanks so much. Yep. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I mean, so what, go ahead, Vanessa. I was going to say, so what you talk about, you know, just record it and do the behind the scenes, but what would you say is like the ground zero, very first step that you would tell someone to start with? Like yep. if this was a, if like, if Shannon was coming to you as like a new coaching client, mm-hmm. Shannon doesn't do this. Um, what is the very first thing ground zero thing that you would tell her to start with? I would say I, I like live in a world of like pick three, you know? So like if, what are the three things that I do that are different than what someone else does? And, um, so that's one of my things. Like I'm always going to show private residence weddings, Indian fusion weddings, and like large scale weddings. Cause that's our, that's our shit, right? Like that's, what people refer us for. So that's what people on strangers on the internet should see, right? Um, I always want to fill a problem. So what is something that when I have a pain in the ass client, I'm like, I don't want to deal with your mom. That's my thing. I don't, my, the mom's not my client. The couple is my client. So I want to speak that into the universe, whether it's making fun of it or saying this was a, a, totally crazy scenario. And I never want to see it again. Because when people are, you know, not engaged, they are like, that would never be me. That's totally ridiculous. Whereas when they're in it, they're insane, right? Like, lovingly, they lose their fucking minds. Yeah, I always say when the ring gets on the finger, including wedding, including wedding professionals who do this shit full time in some capacity, the minute they get engaged, it's like all common sense is gone. It's like Lord of the Rings. It's freaking Gollum with their ring, like literally, my precious, right? So it just squeezes their brain, and it's just like they they don't know understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, I would definitely say the third one is use it as your portfolio, right? So. You want to have the behind, you want to answer the questions. You want to have those behind the scenes moments, but there's nothing wrong with like grabbing photos from a really badass gallery and like doing a short form video with a trending sound. Like that you do not have to be great at transitions or all of, you know, the first on all of these trends but every once in a while, you should be able to put that out there and then tag the shit out of people. So if there's a venue that also is on TikTok or the client is on TikTok or, you know, it's a BBJ linen and that's a national brand and they're on TikTok, you know, you tag them. And then the the thing about TikTok that is very different in kind of the algorithm is, you know, Instagram, we live in this world of like 24 hours, right? So if your video isn't seen or your photo isn't seen, it's kind of dead. But TikTok is a minimum of seven days. But really, if it's doing fairly well, it has more like a three to four week life, life cycle. So even if like Shannon follows me and feels like she engages in all of my stuff, she could still see a video of mine from like a month ago come up on her feed. Yeah. Right? And she... And she's like, oh, this is brand new information, right? So like you want stuff that 
doesn't have to be like just a tutorial for how to make an Easter basket because three weeks from now, Easter has gone and people won't right. care about the content anymore. So like, okay, so if I'm getting started and I don't have a lot of time, thinking things that content that's more timeless rather than being yes. specific under a time frame yep. would be a better place to begin. Because the other thing that you can do is like, you can recycle TikToks all the time, the same way you would with an Instagram post. You know, it's yeah, only a percentage of people see your stuff. So it's like, if you want to teach people And I'll use like my examples, right? If you want to teach people that like, they don't know if they're going into a a museum and they've got 45 minutes to set up, they don't know how to organize all their shit so that that room flip, you know, goes really fast and stuff. My team knows how to do that to make sure it's seamless and not a close You know, like I know how to bustle a wedding dress like 15 ways does your mom know how to do that probably not you know like what are the things that only you know but that somebody anybody could see this and be like oh shit we either have to call her or we got to look this up or we got to ask her a question you know like that that's money you know so you give away a little bit of your knowledge for free so that they realize how hard it is and are like oh we need you Oh, we've got no problem giving it away for free. Mm-hmm. We know. <laughs> totally. Especially, I think, to clients, though, because when it comes to a wedding, they don't know what they don't know, which is very overwhelming from the beginning all the way through to the end, because then they check one box and 500 other boxes pop up by checking that one box. And so I think it's so important to, you know, teach them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, we have, I have this whole guide that we made just for, for brides or for couples, but it's, you know, it, for those DIY couples, or they say, oh, we have day of court, we want day of coordination. We're like, okay, great. Here's basically this manual for how to plan your wedding on your own hmm. for us to only come in at the end, because yeah. you're still going to have these questions. Right. And it's kind of that same thing. Like they, they don't have an idea of what they're getting into. And so if you don't set the, you don't serve them and give them resources, they don't know to come to you for that information. Yeah. So here's always my topic about social media. And this isn't on our list, but I'm just going to ask it anyways. Like, okay, so you're putting this time and energy in and you've been doing it longer than most people combined. Uh Is it converting? Yes. So tell me, like, give me like one or two, like, well, A, went directly to B, went directly to a book client and money in my pocket. Yep. So um, I know I mentioned in passing, like doing a venue tour a couple of years ago. um, Well, so last year alone, we converted six couples who found us either on Instagram or TikTok. They booked us. They totally found us strictly from social media. Okay. So if we spent... $14,000 on paid advertising last year, we converted like $28,000 worth of couples from just free social media. Right. So um, that in and of itself makes sense to, you know, pay for an Instagram ad here and there, right? If like, we're getting this ROI, and it's showing up. But Two years ago, I had a a venue walkthrough. It was a new venue to me. Um, 
we had a client booked there in September. So I knew I wanted to go see it. I did a video of the space while I was there. And I was like, you know, this is their rain plan for ceremony. This is where bridal suite is. This is where the grooms get groom and groomsmen get ready. You know, all that stuff. About four days after I posted it, somebody reached out on TikTok and said, I'm getting married here. Are you available on this date in November of this year? And I was like, yes, I am. They, I sent them a like private message. They just asked for a contract. They never asked to even have a consultation. They were like, no, we, I mean, we've seen that you can, you know, this venue now, like you can do it and you're available on my date. That same venue, we booked two more weddings at that venue Mm. because of that silly video. And that video, it's not like it went viral. It maybe, I think I checked it the other day. It had like 2,700 views, which, you know, we've got videos that have millions and millions of views. So like 2,700 is not great. But if I essentially got three couples from it, which was upwards of 10 to $12,000 on a baseline, Like, I don't care. I don't care if five people saw it, if three of them booked me. Yeah. So it's not always about, a lot of people say like, well, I don't care about getting TikTok famous or I don't care about being a TikTok influencer. Like I barely make any money from TikTok. I get like, you know, 10 cents a day or something, but that's not what moves my needle. It's just the exposure to other people that, are bigger than, you know, your couple of hundred thousand views a day or whatever. Yeah, I'm trying to drive into my business, not to my TikTok account, just so I can make 10 cents off of TikTok. Yeah, no, 100%. And I mean, like I recently expanded during COVID, like a psychopath, uh, we expanded our market from just North Carolina to North Carolina and Virginia. So I was like, in this new market, when half of these venues are shut down, it's not like I can just cold call a bunch of venues and say, hey, I want to do a walkthrough, right? Like they're like, right. something on the books, we don't give a shit about you, right? But because I had a TikTok presence, as I was booking weddings, or as I was getting like, oh, wow, I had eight inquiries for couples who are trying to get married at New Kent Winery. So I reach out to New Kent Winery. And I'm like, hey, can I do a tour? And they're like, oh, yeah you're that girl from TikTok. Can you do a video while you're here? And I'm like, okay, whatever. So then they are like wanting to put me on a list without me having to be like, hi, I'm new to the area. Can you put me on my, on your preferred list? Yeah, That's disgusting. And don't ever do that. You know, like, but so then they're asking to like work with me because they're seeing this kind of living portfolio of like, you know, oh, wow, you actually know what you're doing. Cool, that's great. Well, we talk about that a lot. Like Vanessa and I are always talking about when you're building relationships with venues, like how can you be the give back? Because as the person who usually speaks for the venues here, like you can't literally, that's my presentation at Wedding MBA this year, like as a venue, how to build a list of vendors that it's mutually beneficial. Like what, how to, the shit you should be asking for from the vendor partners, like whatever. And I think that, in today's day and age, social media is such an important piece of, I remember I got my last job working for someone else because I was so proficient on Facebook. I told you it was a while ago, but I was so advanced with Facebook marketing for businesses that 
when I came in, no other salesperson, I knew more than their marketing team knew. Yep. And so when you have that knowledge and that capability of what's next. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have a friend who they, they own a wedding venue. Our team is one of like three planning teams that like you have to book one of us to work their wedding or whatever. Um, Her sister just got married at her wedding venue and she's straight ticket only booked vendors for her sister's wedding that had like the largest reach on social media who had, who were always the best at going back and tagging the venue. Yep. You know, like reposting anytime they had events and stuff. I mean, the entire weekend was, she was like, well, if I could get married again, these are the people who show up for me. So yep, are, this is who I'm using. And I was just like, it, and it's another like, hey, I'm not, I don't need to interview you because I know your work speaks for itself and you've served us over the years. So like here, we just want to hand you a check. Okay. okay, so we know that Vanessa is the TikToker. She on her business account is decent. Her personal account, she's she's got a really strong following over in that world. So she has a really good question for you. It's under an alias name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not even her name. So you'll never find it if you don't know. If you don't know, people, you're never going to find her personal TikTok. So side note, it's actually really funny because we were just at a um, association meeting last week and one of the other vendors came up to me. And it's so funny because like when they accidentally find me because I somehow pop up in Uh their newsfeed, they like come over to me the next time I see them and they like whisper to me like, I I found your TikTok. And I'm like... (laughs) Yeah, like it's I'm a like, dirty okay. secret. I'm like, okay. And they're like, no, like, like the sasshole one. And I'm like, oh, you found that one. Oh. <laughs> and I just like giggle to myself. And they're like, we fucking love it. And I've watched every single thing. Like, that's amazing. I had one. He's a DJ. The first, he was one of the first people to find it. And he came up to me during a meeting. This was like two years ago. And he goes, um, hey, I just want you to know that I have more respect for you now. And I was like, uh, okay, random. And he's like, I found your TikTok and I watched the videos. And I appreciate you more than I did before I knew that you had that secret account. And I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. And so part of that is because Vanessa keeps it very separate. Like there's this world over here that is my fitness, my health and wellness, my, um, I like to go fishing and be outside and I'm a tomboy (laughs) versus here's the wedding business. So Vanessa. Right. So that's. That leads into my question. So yep. I keep I keep my Instagram and my TikToks very separate. Like yeah. I don't show any of my personal life on my business. I keep it on a separate thing. On my business, I will do like, hey, happy holidays. Like I'm here with my family kind of thing. But I don't yeah. show like my, I do go to the gym every day. I'm a gym rat. I don't show that every day. I don't show what I'm eating. Like but I show those on my personal accounts. Yeah. So my question is, because I looked at your accounts, do you see a benefit in having one account? Because I see that you share some of like the personal stuff and the family yeah. stuff on the business account. So like, do you see that as a benefit? Because I I like to keep them separate, but that's my personal right. my personal choice. So do you see a benefit in keeping it all as one, like one thing? So as a planner, I think it's helpful for me um, because, and, and I could see how it could work for other people. Um, the reason I keep it, together because I mean I've got like eight other lead planners on on the team but so not every behind the scenes wedding video is a wedding that I was at they just send me the videos and I make the videos and Mm -hmm. post them under the brand however 
Um, I keep it together because, you know, when we were going through COVID and when we were doing all this stuff, there was obviously this desensitization of like you, the business owner as a human being. And it was a way for me to kind of like check these couples who I know follow me to be like, hey, um, I'm going through shit too. You know, like I'm showing up for you, but I'm not going to respond to your email at 1145 at night. You know, when you called me and texted me and sent me an email because I'm having, I have my own shit to do. Without me being like, it's more passive aggressive maybe, right? But it's just also putting it out there and reminding them there's a human being behind the company, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and we're not Target. We're not, you know, Victoria's Secret, whatever. Like, this is, these are human beings. So like, um, pre-COVID, I had gone through a horrible divorce and I did not share it publicly at all because I was like, really struggling with the fact that now here is this wedding planner who is going through a divorce and you know like what kind of stigma is that going to have you know like people in my in my area were not really showing up and like talking about anything like that right even if they had been through it and it I found it so difficult to navigate because I kind of felt like I was lying every day you know but Mm -hmm. just by not saying anything yeah Not that everything had to be about it, but just that I was like, if it was so difficult for me to get up and out of bed, nobody appreciated that. They didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Or like, just still work 18 hours a day. What is your problem? What's going on? And so like, when COVID hit, I was like, I cannot emotionally deal with that shit again. You know, like I can't bring all of that to the table. So I just kind of like, naturally became a little bit more like showing behind behind the scenes right like the real life stuff and then flash forward to January of this year and I went through a breakup and it was not traumatizing but it was still like a big part of my life and we lived together and like you know it was going to involve a big life change again and so I just kind of put it out there of like hey I'm not going to really talk about this a lot this is not going to be the entire part of my personality. But if I'm slow to respond to emails, or you know, you see something changing, like this is what's going on, take it or leave it. Like it's here for you. I didn't share it on Instagram. I didn't share it on Facebook. TikTok was the only place I shared it. So it was like, if anybody cared to know, that's where they could find it. Yeah, didn't put it anywhere else. Um, And I just kind of left it there. And like, you know, every like three weeks or so, I might do like a life update, you know, like, oh, hey, if you're interested, this is what's going on. Very 30 second readers digest version of my life. There you go. Back to your previously scheduled programming. Yeah, I I kind of do that. Vanessa. Sorry, I guess I kind of do that. Like Shannon knows because she follows my Instagram and stuff. I kind of do that on Instagram, but I do it on stories. Yeah. So like if we've had a super busy week or like if I go out of town for work, I will jump on stories and just say like, hey guys, like I'm a little bit behind on this. This is why yeah. I want to say I appreciate you, whatever, whatever. And I just, but that was like a key thing to, I guess my branding also is like on stories, I do just do me in the car, just talking to them yeah. directly, like humanizing it. 
And then on like the grid itself, even on TikTok, the grid itself will be like, you know, curated, whatever behind the scenes. But I do jump on there and just say like, hey, like, you know, we had shit come up. I have family in town, like whatever. I do do that. But I just noticed because like the TikTok are actual videos that are on there all the time. So I was just curious. Yeah, well, and I think, I mean, like, I specifically teach on TikToks and then like Instagram reels, but in that video form posting, right? But I think that any of this, any of the kind of way that I go about it and the way that I kind of teach is, can be transitioned into any of these platforms. Like, I think that at the end of the day, somewhere you have to show some sort of like, humanity some sort of we are not machines like you have to have grace and if you don't have grace you should not work with us you know Mm -hmm. because like honestly it if you set that precedent for a long time I was very like our clients were very different but we had that like very high class country club client that it was just like you are the staff you are the staff and you are going to be 100% all the time, or you are disposable, right? And that is not our brand. And it's not our client anymore. And it's for that reason of like, if you email me on Good Friday at 11 o'clock at night, you're not going to get an email response until Monday. Because while I had a moment to respond to send that email, I'm choosing to not have a a moment to respond to that email. You know, mm-hmm. like, and they either have to be okay with that or not. Yeah, I think that's course. the biggest piece, like with what you're talking about is that any form of these platforms, whether it's Instagram reels or stories or your feed over there or over on TikTok or even Facebook, if that's what you're still using. I do think that it, the key is to know who your ideal client is and who you're targeting. Because if you are shooting for an ultra luxury client, it is not the same. Like you don't get to be yep. messy on social media. Like that's yep. not how that works. But I do think that like, you know, Vanessa knows this. I'm a pack the parachute 5,000 times and have a strategy and a plan before I do things. And some of that with TikTok is part of the education that I have gotten is that like, when you start, you got to go all in fast and hard for the first like 30, like you got to go. Yep. Like you can't like post once and then think you're going to come back seven days later when you right. when you like start the account. And so- you have to be consistent. Yeah. So, you know, I would, I'd say in my head, I've consumed enough because I have definitely been the creeper lurker consumer. I opened up my personal account the other day and looked at saved videos thinking like, I don't know what, how many could be in there. There's 3,300 saved videos in my account. And when I start looking at, cause that's what in my head, as we're figuring out the strategy for my business, you know, wedding venue maps, a directory. So it's a little different cause we're not like one category. Yep. So I love what you said, you know, as takeaways, I love what you said about, you know, figuring out what are the three things you do best and you're different and you want to be known for. Cause I think that that, and then my other piece is, is it informative? Is it educational? Is it inspirational? And, or is it entertaining? Cause I can be funny as fuck if I want to be too, yep. but like, is the content, does the content fall within those? And if it does, then I'm good to go to move forward, but just making sure that we're mixing it up. So 
I'm making a plan for those of you who do not follow Hitting Venue Map on TikTok. By the time you hear this episode, there will be posts up there. So get your ass over there and come follow us. Pressure's on. She's got to do it now. Yeah, no, no. Pressure's on. Like, it's not. No, she's hired. I, I hired somebody to help me with content to do it because, again, it became one more thing. So I can brainstorm. I can strategy. I can be the face and record videos all day long. I just, for me to move forward and do consistency, because I also believe in that. I'm not a, like try things one time and then walk away. But to be consistent with a platform we're going to start with, I know I needed to go find support. So I went and found support. You're what we call not a half ass, but a full ass. I am like... Three, I'm like four asses. There's not even, I'm not even we don't like half one full. Ass it. We don't half ass it. We full ass it full and back it up. <laughs> we full ass it all the way through. Well, Megan, Good. if people can't want to learn more about you and get help from you, where can they find you? I mean, what's your TikTok? It'll be in the um, show notes, but if yes. you, if you want to share yours, cause I'm not going to share mine. But yes. Um, <laughs> I'm Magnolia Collective on TikTok. And then on Instagram, it's Magnolia Collective LLC. Um, cause there's like a boutique somewhere in like the middle of Texas that decided they were going to be Magnolia Collective. Um, <laughs> and, um, you can message me for, um, all of our coaching. If that's something people are interested in, it's all curated. So it's not like a packaged course right now. It's yeah. a very, like you schedule a call and we develop a plan. So it's more of like, shoot us a message or shoot us an email kind of thing. And then we just kind of build it out for each individual person um, and where they're at. Because I mean, you know, somebody who's like 70 and just got the hang of Facebook is going to be very different than Mm -hmm. Joe Bunn, DJ, you know? So I'm just really kind of curating that to the individual instead of being like one size fits all because it just doesn't. I think that's great though, because, and different businesses, like you said, like you as a planner, it's more, much more specific. I'm hiring a person versus with Vanessa doing cakes. Like, yes, of course they want to like her, but if the cakes are beautiful, they want to see, yeah, they want to see the actual stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can just kind of check that box. But I do love that it's kind of, at least at this point, might not be if you're listening in the future, but I do love that at this point, it's really kind of working with the individual to figure out what they need. I do the same thing when it comes to coaching and helping businesses yeah. because it is not one, help is not one size fits all, number one, um, for the the content of what the help is, but also for the budget. Like yep. sometimes people need less or more, they need to get a taste to kind of build it and grow it. Yep. And, and I mean, also, you know, like sometimes with, I'm somebody who like signs up for every summit under the sun and then downloads every free download and is like, I'm going to do all of this. And then I'm like, and now I'm overwhelmed and I'm not going to do any of it. Yep. So, you know, like sometimes I do better to be like, all right, I'm actually going to sign up for three hours to talk to this person and actually start implementing something. And then, oh, do I need more time? Did I actually do this homework? So right. now we need more, you know, and, and a lot of times that can be more beneficial coming from a totally selfish point of view. Like that's just more helpful for me. So I just assume other people can be like that as well. It's more accountability that way also. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know I appreciated it and I took some notes. So this is how we end. <laughs> if you like this podcast, helped your business, got you thinking, or it made you laugh. Follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend who's not yet on TikTok.
Want to hear our honest opinion on something in the wedding industry? DM us on Instagram or someday we'll have a TikTok for this podcast, but we're not there yet. Um, oh, whoa, us, whoa. Not yet, whoa. not yet, not yet. <laughs> but uh, DM us on Instagram, your pet peeves and annoying situations. And we will add it to our sound off checklist. Now go and make epic shit happen.